I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I've got a little something for you, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. Luton hosting a Premier League match tonight. It's Friday 1st of September. I'm Margus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Jim Campbell. Welcome, one and all, to the Football Ramble Preview Show. My goodness, it's good to have you with us. Now, we're recording this episode slightly early this week, and as a result, Andy and Luke will react to the Champions League draw on the special post-deadline day Ramble Reacts that we're bringing you around lunchtime on Saturday. Yes, no rush for the wicked. I'll be working tomorrow as well. My goodness. Um, And I'll be trying to keep Andy to the point. Mm -hmm. Probably failing. We'll do a lot on transfers and we'll do a lot on the Champions League draw as it, as it pertains to the English teams. Yes. Um, so look out for that tomorrow. And uh, if anything crazy happens in Europa League qualifying or anything like that, you'll pick up the pieces. I will. I'll pick up all the pieces. Yeah, you are. You're a piece picker-upper. I am. Mm-hmm. Look at, all I do, Marcus, is look for those little truffles. Yeah. Those little morsels. Them out. Just yeah, like Luke, Luke morsels. <laughs> yeah, Luke morsels. Luke than town. <laughs> That's what I should call them, Luke Morsels. I'll find them. Mm. Oh, I don't want to be doing all the, all the work myself. Though. That's yeah, the problem. But you do, though. It's a work in progress. Um, yeah. uh, Luke Moore, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Um, I knew you were going to ask me this. Mm-hmm. And um, so what I was thinking about doing was just rapidly trying to think of something because I couldn't think of anything before. Right. Uh, I'm probably going to go for mm-hmm. um, Portsmouth, repeat or revenge, playing Peterborough this weekend, okay. who knocked them out of the old uh, <laughs> in the midweek. On Panolas. That's so, the so cup, Pompey, isn't it? Pompey got a chance to, to, to repeat or revenge. I hope it's revenge. Mm-hmm. No one else cares. Will the referee be injured? We don't know. Yeah. Um, hopefully not. But um, if, they are gonna go, now, isn't it? if they are going to go down to the uh, the dangerous south coast, just mm. like Matt Letizia found out the other day, mm-hmm. it's um, it's not um, it's he's, not for the faint-hearted. He's been down to the south coast loads of times. I wish I had um, I wish I had another Matt Letizia newsletter for you, but I'm afraid I don't. I'm glad you don't. Just one a week. Um, and also, no doubt, Portsmouth will be very, very welcoming to a team who are nicknamed the Posh. 
Yes, I'm sure they will. I'm sure so, they yeah, will. They've Jim... famously not got a chip on their shoulder about that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, Jim Campbell, what are you looking forward to this weekend? I am looking forward to the slightly bewildered, slightly terrified look in the eyes of a player who did no know that they would be moving uh, in yeah. the morning of deadline day. There's always a couple every year where you can see it's like, what, what, what the hell? Where I am it, I? I thought you were going to um, go for a specific um, name there. Well, we uh, don't know who it's going to be because they don't know who it's going to be yet. Yeah, there has been a few. I mean, it is quite mad, isn't it? When when you hear like some big players say, you know, you, they're, they're training in the morning. I think David Luiz, when he was at Benfica, he's literally on the training ground with his mates and then he's told, right, off, on, you, go. off you go. And he's like, oh, uh, no, yeah. in the car. You know. <laughs> Nowhere to live. Yeah. I mean, he, has, I, he has consented. We're not saying he was kidnapped, by the no. way, by the yeah. officials. In the boat. <laughs> Can I, can I also just say um, on the Matisseo newsletter thing, oh, very, just Bennett. very quickly, very quickly. What are you um, giving us a lot of airtime? I completely forgot that on Wednesday when I talked about it, I forgot to mention mm. that in the most recent Matt Letizia newsletter, not right. only did he say he visited Gunworth Keys in Portsmouth, which is obviously a very surprising development, but he also um, found himself at an event recently um, with uh, guitarist and songwriter Mike Rutherford of Genesis and Mike and the Mechanics. <laughs> it's so there's middle-aged. There's a lot of people just, who won't remember Matt Letizia's playing career and they won't have a clue who that well, person I, is. I just, well, they can look it up. They've got the internet in their palm of their hand. Is that what we want to be known for? Listen to this podcast and you're given homework. <laughs> Crap homework. Are these the Luke Morsels? <laughs> yeah. Crap homework is the name of my band, actually. Um, I just wanted to say, when I read that um, Matt Letizia was me- hanging out having lunch with Mike Rutherford of Genesis mm-hmm. at a Donald Trump golf course, <laughs> I thought to myself, I think this might be the absolute mm. nadir of humanity. Okay. I don't think my life has been any worse than this. I see. And I'm a fairly new father. You are, yeah. You know, so that's how bad the impact was. My goodness. So if you ask me what I'm looking forward to this weekend... Right, I already um, have and you've answered. It's re, probably re-reading that newsletter um, where he played golf with Gianfranco Zola, Robert Di, Roberto Di Matteo, Teddy Sheringham and Mike Rutherford. That from really falls off a cliff, doesn't it? Towards <laughs> the end. <laughs> yeah. It does, it does. I'm looking forward to tonight's match. At Kenilworth yeah. Road. We Come all are. On. We all are. Luton Town hosting That's West Ham. That's an obvious Ham. one. That's an obvious one. We're all looking forward to that one. Yeah. It, well, it, it, more importantly, Luke, it's a footballing one. It is. It gets us back on track, doesn't uh, it? When will I learn? <laughs> when will I learn? Uh, hopefully within the next 15 or 16 years of doing this podcast. <laughs> um, but yes, it's Luton's first Premier League game at the famous Kenilworth Road. Should we call it famous, Jim, or should we call it infamous? <laughs> Um, famous for now but we'll see how it gets on I suppose <laughs> okay, fair enough I, th- I think it deserves a bit more respect Brassel's been think? very unkind about it why? Um, it's a crap little ground Luke what are you talking <laughs> <laughs> listen I don't think people are disrespecting it are they? I Andy Brassel was well, you on know, Monday Tuesday a, yeah, sometimes I, I, the mask slips with Brassel doesn't it? He, he, he seems measured and he seems nice but he's an absolute fucking monster <laughs> <laughs> and occasionally that slips out Here's, um, no, I've never been there, and and clearly it's um it is a throwback, isn't it? Which yeah. we enjoy, and I think that's, that's what's one so of, great about it. Yeah, one of the reasons why people like going to Craven Cottage, I think, that is a bit of a throwback. I know they've got a new stand now, which is not fully open, but you know, Craven Cottage is not um you know it's not uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium or uh, the Emirates Certainly or anything not. like that, you know. But there's a, there's an oldie worldy quality about. Yeah, but Craven Cottage has been there since the late 18th century, and was only like a it was a it became a football ground in the late 19th century. It was a raw hunting lodge for many many yeah. moons. Can- but but a better comparison might be Loftus Road. And Loftus Road, it has its charms. I, um, I love it. Yeah, but do you know? I think because it it is a bit of a throwback, and but the the seats are a little bit uncomfortable. It's it, there's no glamour there. But as you know, if you go and see a band with a there's a sticky floor and uh, and warm lemonade, you think, my goodness, <laughs> <laughs> we're away. Um, I don't quite know where to go no, with I that. Don't either. No, I get I get po- I get criticised for mentioning Mike Rutherford. Mm. You know what have I mentioned? Sticky floors is a classic trope of a, yeah. a small place. Where's warm lemonade yeah, come from? Well, people would say warm lager. Do you bring your they? own? Yeah, do you bring I your did, own yeah. along. Yeah, I, I, it's clutched to my body. Just it your just pocket. warms up. Yeah. Yeah. Just a pocket full of little hip flask. Anyway, Kenilworth Road. Kenilworth Road has been there since. What I wanted to say was Kenilworth Road has been there since 1905. Right, and a lot of the criticism we hear about modern stadiums is they're soulless, they could be like airport lounges. Whenever you go to a big new stadium, despite the quality of it, it can feel very soulless. This is the the other end of the scale. You know, the record attendance for Luton is only like 30-odd thousand. I think the official capacity now is just over Mm 10,000. It's a different experience. Which is crazy for Premier League. I mean, Bournemouth Mm -hmm. would be the only other one of of a similar sort of size. Although Bournemouth is a little bit more than that. Um, so indeed, I mean, I, I quite liked it on the on the Ramble uh, Luton documentary. 
when Luton's uh, CEO, Gary Sweet, described it as putting the old girl in her best dress one last time. Because they're going to get a new stadium, I guess, at some point. Yeah, we've already seen some of the pitfalls with this uh, old stadium, you know, having to delay the start of the They season. literally couldn't play games there. <laughs> yeah. Indeed, That's yeah. the downside. That's how charming we are. You can't play in it. Yeah. It's great, great stadium. Great yeah. old stadium. You want to have a look? You can't play in it. It's effectively a glorified bar. Yeah. So <laughs> foot, with, a, with, a, with a bit of football. Tiny town with an economy based on hats that for yeah. some reason has an airport. <laughs> it's great. It's a very weird place. It's great. I think it's great. <laughs> West Ham turning up. A yeah. buoyant West Ham. They are going to turn up, are they? Yeah, yeah oh, big time. Yeah. Um, it would be very time. disrespectful to Luton if the teams aren't even bothering to do that. <laughs> We're not so coming. Only turn them oh, you think you're going to play your first game? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. it takes two to tango. We're not coming. Hear me out. Draw. Take yeah. it down. <laughs> Point each. Tell you what. Either way, we're not coming. That's right. Yeah. Um, West Ham fans, they'll be in the, the Oak Road end, of course. Um, if you are going to uh, host your first Premier League game, are they the fans that you'd want to turn <laughs> it up? Based on my experience in working at the um, first off-licence on uh, the last stop of the district line route... No, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you used to have to not. deal with a lot of West Ham fans yeah. post and pre-game, didn't you? Uh, I did, yes. I can't imagine you doing that job. Was it frightening? It, it was just, uh, it was a lot. It was relentless. Yeah, how old yeah. were you at the time? I would have been early twenties, I think. Yeah. You were, you were very tough in your early twenties. Oh yeah, so I, just, I, yeah. Older. I, I battered a lot of them as they came. <laughs> Fearsome reputation around Indeed, there. Yeah. You know, they call me body bag around there. <laughs> <laughs> Those days feel Ball a long back. time ago. <laughs> you, you, you managed to get out and, uh, and here you are at the table with Luke and I. Uh, yeah. but, but David Moyes' men are second, only behind Manchester City. They've started the season very well, Luke Moore. Yeah. They'll be going there thinking, oh, we're going to turn over these little minnows, but Luton will have other ideas. I watched uh, Brighton's defeat at home to West Ham last weekend, Saturday yes. night in my local curry house oh. um, when I was waiting to, for a table. Football on at the curry house? Yeah, there's a little bar bit. Glorious. Oh, yeah. yeah, we were all watching it. Very surprising. Mm. Very surprising result. But West Ham started the season very well, as you've mentioned. And I think it was on Monday, possibly last week, Jim was sat mm. there and he said, it's a classic kind of David Moyes team reaction type season start. Um, because mm. clearly the conference league became the priority last season. And that was, you know, they, they've all basically all but admitted that they've, um, they, they kind of took their after ball and, and that became the priority instead. But, you know, they're, they're, they're packing the best lone frontman in the league up front who proved that to be the case last Saturday. Mm. Is he going to prove it again at Kenilworth Road? It's quite interesting, isn't it? Because if you look at the type of career that Mikel Antonio's had, mm -hmm. he's played at these stadiums. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's definitely played at Kenilworth Road, but he's played at several of these types of stadiums. Mm. He came up as a footballer that way. Will he relish a revisit of that kind of thing on the under the Friday night lights? I think he will. Mm -hmm. And I think it will be a big test for Luton. But here's what I also think. If they want any chance at all of staying in this division this season, they have to turn that stadium into an absolute yeah. castle. Yeah, They have to pick up as many points as possible at home and they probably need to start tonight. It's not big enough to be a castle though, is it? Yeah, more of a kind 10, of... 10,000 people in there. That's yeah. a decent sized castle. Not, yeah. No, but if you're, if you're bringing that analogy, if you like, or um, whatever the word would be to, to, to Premier League, you know, a castle would be like... A fort. Or, a fort. A fort. Yeah. I didn't want to say fortress because everyone says that. They do say mm. that. And fort yeah. is admittedly short for fortress, so I've fallen into my own trap there. Let's say... Let's well, call you, it... you said castle when he pulled you up on it, yeah. so... Uh, let's lodge. A lodge. A lodge. Yeah. You want your stadium to be a lodge? <laughs> don't sound intimidating. Don't, you absolutely don't want that. <laughs> we have a lovely time. <laughs> yeah. Freemason Fulham. Yeah. Oh, it's a spa. It's an absolute spa of a destination. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's full of that'll be when the, yeah. the, when the swimming pool. Oh, you've got to turn this stadium this season into a fucking retreat. That's what you've got to do. Into a spa. Exactly. That's yeah. what you've got to do. Will um, Kenilworth Road be a spa this season? I I, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, for for um, Andrew Tate on the pitch at half time. Oh, come on. He's a Luton man. He is, yeah. He's a Luton man. Right. I'm just saying. Name another Luton man who's a shocking piece of work. Um, you can think of one, can't you? Tiggy Rainbow. Ah, oh, we'll leave Tiggy out of it. Tiggy Rainbow's from Luton, wasn't he? Is he? Big Luton fan. Yeah, nobody knows who Tiggy Rainbow is yeah. apart from... A man we went to university with. <laughs> Old-time Ramble fans will know who he is. <laughs> They'll be going crazy, won't yeah, they, for they that will. reference? There we go. Deep cut. Uh, he played at Wembley, to be fair. For Alsey Town in the FA Vars it final. It all makes sense in the end, yeah. Jim. Yeah. Um, uh, Jim, do you give Luton any hope here? Um, I probably not given the West Ham's form and their start to the season. But as Luke says, you know they they absolutely have to turn this place into a like gigantic, gargantuan, bouncy castle, hell hall, bouncy castle. <laughs> they don't, again, they don't want it to be a bouncy castle. Okay. I've gone with hell that's, hall. That's the artificial pit just it. gone now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that I, I guess um, in 
they've got a chance to sort of really, really take it down to the trenches. But the problem is, you know, West Ham are very, very comfortable without mm. the ball. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe that'll be Luton's best defence. Just let them have the ball. Go on. Don't seem to like this, do you? Yeah. They, they maybe they'll just crumble. They I, need to turn this stadium yeah. into a fucking dental surgery. There you go. Ooh, there we go. No one wants to a be there. Cali dental it's, surgery. It's, no one wants to be, exactly. No one wants to be there. Mm. It's painful. Mm-hmm. You never forget it. Yeah. And you're not in a hurry to go back. That's oh, right. they shake you down for a few mm. quid as well. Exactly. And you, you go there once every six months. <laughs> It's true, though. Yeah, so uh, once, well, depends who you are. Well, you should. American listeners watching this will be going, mm. Every six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, fair what enough. What do you think? I, I think I agree with everything Good. you just said there. I think, though, that West Ham will be very comfortable if they do have the ball. And West Ham, with the start they've had, uh, it, it, they are they are big favourites as well. Um, we, we'll talk more about um, some of their individual players uh, when we talk about the England squad. But... Um, the two players who, of course, didn't get in the English with James Ward-Prowse and, and Jarrah Bowen have been brilliant. Mm. And the, the anger that they will feel about not being in the England squad, I think they should take it out on Luton Town. <laughs> so there we are. But then Ross Barkley, yeah. he's not really in the England squad contention no. these so days. So he's dead to you, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, basically. Um, what do you think of UEFA announcing that they will not be adopting the Premier League stoppage time rule, calling it absurd? I think if UEFA get an opportunity mm. in an official release to call someone else absurd... It tells you everything you need to know about how bad you are. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah, you okay. wafer think it's a bad idea. Imagine how bad it must be. Over that, it must be a good idea. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not really too sure. My serious answer about this whole thing is that, and I don't think I've had a chance to talk about this on the show this season, is that clearly something needs to be done about the amount of time wasting we see. Amount of, I think it's quite an admirable thing in the, on its own terms to want the ball to be in play more often because mm-hmm. you know, fans are paying to watch, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The way they've gone about doing it, I think, is really tone deaf and actually probably not very practical for millions of different reasons that people aren't already understand. And I think part of me thinks that the other alternative would be, of course, to just stop the clock when the ball's out of play and do well. Hang on, and do thirty-minute halves. Okay. The problem is that ninety minutes, quote unquote, ninety minutes, is such a big part of the fabric of football. Yeah. I just don't think they're considering that. So it's one of those situations where I think I also think it's a bit silly. But I also think something needs to be done. I also want to take into account the fact that players are playing too much football as it is, and I don't know what the solution is apart from this. Mm. So I can't think of an alternative as the problem. And if anyone else can, then by all means shout. Well, I mean, it's naturally a stop-start game, isn't it? There's perhaps an argument that you know it, it needs to be that way for the fitness of the players involved. Mm. And this this idea of just like we all know there's too much football, and that we, we see you know we're, we're seeing the consequences of, of years and years of, of, of a bunched up schedule now. We seem to be getting all these injuries coming out of nowhere. The likelihood is it's the accumulation of all that football in those players' legs, um, and the solution is more football, make the football longer. It's, it's just fascinating <laughs> yeah. every single time. I mean, I suppose I think where people get annoyed about time wasting is, of course, at the end of the game, really. Mm. And when it's in injury time, they always you, you see if a team whacks the ball into the crowd, the other team will say to the referee, "Oh, come on, what, mm. you know what the clock." So to me, it's kind of keep it as it is. But once it gets to injury time, then you stop the clock if if the ball goes out of play. You know, injury time. That's therefore. a nice idea. Yeah, I just, I just think that's it because I, I think the idea of of stopping the clock and when the ball goes out of play, I just don't think it's practical. I just don't think that's how how it goes. And you'd have games finishing all sorts of times. As you say, there's more football, blah de blah de blah You want to know a start, a hard start time and a rough end time. You know, yeah. a fairly reasonably accurate sort of Well, you've got somewhere time. to be. Yeah. Usually. Sometimes. Home, Jim. I oh, must, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. And then here's the thing. It's funny that UEFA have called <laughs> it absurd. You wonder whether that's again, because every time you hear about UEFA state, making statements or FIFA making statements or making plans or changing things it always I feel like needs to be seen in the context of this big continuous battle between UEFA and FIFA part of me feels like UEFA are saying what they're saying because of course FIFA introduced it in the Mm. World Cup right and so they don't like it as an idea presumably because it wasn't their idea it'll be interesting to see how they approach it in the Euros Mm. next year and how UEFA try and tackle it next year because it's clearly a problem that needs to be solved yeah, indeed. Um, Sheffield United are at home to Everton uh, on Saturday at 12.30. Will we see much time wasting here or will it just feel like that, Jim? Possibly. But actually, you know what? The, the FA and the Premier League get a lot of um, criticism. Um, but actually putting this fixture on at 12.30 on the Saturday is good because it's going to make a lot of people reassess their life choices <laughs> yeah. if they're already hungover. Yeah. Um, yeah, it I, could I, be a really good opportunity for people to go fuck me what am I doing myself look at, <laughs> oh god I can find no joy in anything look at the state of this I couldn't I couldn't think of a more depressing thing 
to hear on this show than you saying that. Do you know Just that? you saying Sheffield United versus Everton yeah. Saturday lunchtime. It's the preview show, and we're not looking forward to this one it's, going into the weekend. It's the first. Looking forward to the lunch bit. Yeah. It's the first time I've seen a game put on telly, and I've gone, "Why have I done that?" Yeah, Why? but come on. I know, look, I know you're a big six man at heart. I'd rather watch Come Dine with me. No, you wouldn't. No, four in a bed. I'd rather watch four in a bed. Look, both Everton and Sheffield United are looking for their first points of the season, so something's got to give, Jim. Put the shipping <laughs> forecast on alongside it instead of listening to the commentary and see which one you concentrate on more. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I actually, I'm one of the few people who unfortunately watched Everton on Wednesday night. Diabolical. Everton, off the back of a, of a victory in the Cup. They were, they, were, they were, in the first half particularly, against Doncaster on Wednesday, they were a Abysmal, mm. but diabolically bad. But they showed character overcoming that and going through, did they not? Well, Pardew gave him the old kiss, gave Doncaster mm. the old kiss of death, didn't yeah. he? He did the old Steve McLaren. I should say that obviously Everton won 2 1 in that game, and Doncaster are bottom of League 2 yeah. right now. But a win's Made a win's a win. Jim, a win's a win's a win. There's no goal difference in the cup, is there? No. They're into the next round. Got their first goals of the season. First goals of the so, season. So Doncaster are basically technically the worst team in the Football League, as we said. I know it's early in the season, so mm. you know, it leaving itself out, I'm sure. They were miles better than Everton in the first half. Yeah. Miles better. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even close. Who were Doncaster playing in the next round? No one. You're right. They're out. Exactly. Yeah. Premier League quality uh, shined through. What, what I would say is that Beto, who um, the forward they've signed, yeah. who scored, made a difference, didn't he? He was the be- he was the best player. He was their best player. Do you think he he was angry and thought, "Oh, for crying, I'll sort this out," or did you think after the game he was like, "What have I done?" <laughs> well, who knows? I mean, there was talk that he used to work in a in a branch of KFC not right. that long ago. So he's probably just thinking, great. This is all right. Yeah, this is Got as this is, back on. this is as good as some of the shifts at KFC. Yeah. Yeah. And and slightly better than working in an off license near West Ham's yeah. ground. It's better than serving the on customers, <laughs> slightly worse than working on the drive through bit. That's there probably what he's thinking. There you go. Well, well, their opponents, Sheffield United, they lost to League One Lincoln City on penalties. So tough luck for, for Sheffield United in the cup but it does absolutely show absolutely screams nil 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 it? <laughs> yeah. it really does did you see that uh, Lincoln goalkeeper Lucas Jensen said after the game um, I think they nicked my bottle so I couldn't see where they were going to shoot because obviously he had it written down on his notes they still went through yeah <laughs> <laughs> but Sheffield United though on a serious matter talking about that game against Manchester City they did play it quite well. I mean, to to nearly get a point off the champions, for, yeah. for, you know, is, is is a good performance by any Premier League team, mostly you would say. But for a newly promoted side as well, um, and it took a you know a superb goal from from Rodri to win it. That yeah. will give them a bit of confidence, Jim. Absolutely, and the confidence you know, has been dashed by Lincoln. The, the Carabao should... Cup is not their priority, is it? And actually, <laughs> they've lost every, every game they've played yeah. this season. Jim, it can't be now. No, it can't. <laughs> no, 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 it's no, still our priority. No, we, we're out, but yeah, we're going to we, go watch. We are turning up to that next round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to be targeting this one as their first three points, surely, because Everton's confidence is so low. They're at home. Uh, again, they, they also need to make it a castle or a fortress or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose you could you see slim pickings really, but they've been on the end of four defeats and every single one of them has been by the odd goal with the exception of the Lincoln City game, which is on penalty. So it's yeah. been a narrow kind of thing. Having said that, you know, I cannot tell you how bad I think Everton are. Yeah, I mean, well, they're terrible. Well, it, which, and so if you don't beat them at home at this mm-hmm. stage of the season... You really do need to be, you know, heading home, packing all your stuff up and heading home. Well, that's why I think um, the Sheffield United, they'll look at this and they'll think, right, lads, come on. It's a shame for them, obviously, there's that, that Lincoln City result. But um, against Forest, they would have felt that they put, should have got something out of the game. Again, with Manchester City, the same thing. So they've, they, they've shown a bit of something, I would say, in the league. Not the League Cup, I stress in the yeah. league. Um, and whereas Everton... <laughs> They will have felt that they would have, that, you know, they played quite well against Fulham and got nothing. But that first game of the season, and that already feels like a distant memory. Mm. I think that, that that Sheffield United will be thinking, "Come on, this is this is ours." I mean, they made a lot of chances against Fulham, though. They did, and it's... and Leno, who's been in fine form, uh, kept them out. But there's something about that Everton performance. Whereas with Sheffield United and maybe one or two other sides, you would say, well, at least they're creating chances. At least they're doing it. This with Everton, it just seems that there's nothing positive at the moment. And instead of them, instead of people saying, well, at least they're creating chances, it seems they can't score those chances. Like even when they create them, they mm. score. And it's it's ultimately the same thing, but it's it's seen in a different light. And I just wonder if that sense of doom and gloom is is already at yeah, Everton yeah. this season. Well, Definitely. Is. I mean, Beto got Beto got. 10 goals through Nasey last season. If he can get close to that again, that'll be a huge, huge lifeline for them. And, yeah. you know, just having a focal point like that, and obviously that's what Calvert Lewin's supposed to be, but unfortunately he yeah. keeps getting injured. So, I mean, well, he's a big boy, isn't he? Surely six, then, 
Yeah, six four is it? Six four, and you would think Dice should know what to do with uh-huh. a six foot four striker. Yeah. You know, all joking aside, you just think surely they can't be as as consistently bad as they've been so far for a whole season. Yeah, true. I mean, but the thing is though, that's but but, but with a team like Sheffield United, you have a six foot four striker. Think right, let's get crosses and all the rest of it. Well, actually, that's something that a team like Sheffield United are prepared for because that's mm. you have faced a lot of that in the I, championship. They'd like a bit of that, probably. exactly. You know, so we might see a bit of an old fashioned game here. And we pray that there will be some bloody goals for crying out mm. loud. Um, we shall see. Um, gentlemen, let's go up the table to Brighton. There's a fascinating transfer um, at large here. Anzu Fati is set to complete a loan move to Brighton, which is quite stunning, really. It is. Considering, you know, Brighton doing business with Barcelona, but not just Barcelona. This is um, a player who, so highly rated and seen as one of their great prospects and 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 player who came through the academy. Now, he is going on loan, we stress, and he's had his injuries, which is perhaps why they're happy to see him go for at least a season. But uh, it's... He's a, gen- I, he's a genuine wonder kid. Yeah, which I'm just su- I'm surprised they're letting him go, but then Barcelona... Well, there's no know, option to buy. There's no yeah, option to that, buy. Barcelona are just, you know, it's a bit of a basket case and it has been for a couple of years and he is um, quite injury prone, it would see. Uh, and and Barcelona are hoping that Brighton can regenerate him and kind of develop him a bit, you know, because of what's going on there. They're, they're, they've got a great reputation now, Brighton, and so on. And 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 apparently, um, Anzu Fati was was impressed with Brighton and he wanted to work with De Zerbi because he had other options. Sevilla tried to hijack the deal, tried to get in there, but he has been seen arriving in England. So unless he's particularly polite and he wanted to say no thanks in person, it yeah. looks like he's going mm. to be. Um, oh, Seville, Seville's a bit brisk today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I've, I think it's that horrible beast in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming it all goes through, I think it's a tremendously exciting, um, tremendously exciting move um, for Brighton. Andy talked about um, his fitness issues. I mean, he he came through as a genuine wonder kid. Yeah, like incredible mm. talent. Um, obviously, plays off a left. Got a really fucking got a can open in right foot. Um, but then had that really bad um, meniscus tear, didn't he? At, the, at a very very young age, which is obviously. You know, on one hand, you think, oh, he can recover quick because he's he's young, but it's not a great sign to mm-hmm. to tear a meniscus that young. Um, but he's just a incredible cre- um, talent and and a really exciting player to watch. You know, one of those players who carries the ball, one of those players who who when he gets the ball at his feet and he's on form, you kind of sit up and take notice. Mm-hmm. What's he going to do? The interesting thing for me is that his best position is off the left. Well, I was going to say... that's where Matoma plays. Yeah, Matoma's... Who's probably their best, one of their most exciting attacking players. Yeah, yeah but so I mean... have a little bit of a mix and a blend there. Well, this is kind of the point, right? They're in the Europa League this season. That's a big, big step up for Brighton. They've not had to compete with that many games before, like, really ever mm. in, in, in sort of the modern game. So that they need that um, that kind of season-proofed squad. And given the fact it's alone, it's, it's mm. a, another brilliant bit of business from them. Yeah, I think with Brighton, you, you need to capitalise. I think they'll sell him to Man, Man City for like 150 minutes. He's not your player, Brighton. Yeah. This is what we do. I don't know. Yeah, it's what we do. If there's any club where you could probably get away with that, it is Barcelona, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? I mean, yeah. they forgot what they own, what they own. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, we'll buy him back. You don't need to. <laughs> we'll give you 100 million. <laughs> we'll get rid of Coutinho. He's already gone. Yeah, he went ages ago. <laughs> oh, blimey. Do you um, fancy Luis Suarez? He's retired, guys. <laughs> Come on! Um, oh, sorry. I've got last. I've got actually got twenty twenties books here. Sorry. <laughs> I think with, with it, them. it shows you with where Brighton are, and you and and you've got to capitalise when you're on the up. You've got to show ambition, and yeah. that's and that is an ambitious one. But you've got to make sure you don't unsettle the, the, the squad and what's going on. And I don't think the squad will be unsettled. It gives them a boost, though, won't it? It does give them a boost. That quality. It does indeed. Yeah, but you 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 do have to be careful. But I don't think that's what the situation is. I think with Brighton, you've got to build because you don't just go. Do you know what? We're really happy with just finishing the top ten in the Premier League and whatnot. Build gradually and so on. And this is a sign that it's happening. And people, Fatty himself was was attracted to Brighton because of what's been going on there. And I think it's a great thing for the fans as well. They never mention enough fans when we talk about football, unless it's like a negative thing. Mm. Like, think of what Brighton fans have been through. Yeah. You know, now they're now they're on the cusp. I mean, Fabrizio Romano is reporting it's happening. Yeah. So you, you can read read into that what you will. The fact that you're a Brighton fan, you know, you you're basically signing a wonder kid on loan from Barcelona. Mm. Um, because you really want to build for your Europa League campaign. It's an incredible set of situation, you know, set of circumstances for them. It is, yeah. Um, speaking of uh, Romano, he's, he, he, at the time of uh, recording, there's a lot of chat about Joao Polina ah. uh, joining Bayern. Did we fuck it? Is this our fault? Because uh, it all started to move forward uh, yeah. as soon as we mentioned it. If it is your fault, then... No, then... our fault. Well, it's not my fault. What's happened is, right. 
agents yes. have been listening to this show oh. and, and you said yeah. earlier this week he's the best player you've ever seen in a Fulham shirt mm. Yeah. Oh, all of a sudden he's going to buy Munich is yeah. it a coincidence? well I'm just doing it tastemaker yeah but I'm doing it to protect Tom Kearney so, yeah. <laughs> going in for him, are they? he's playing 3D chess they are you Marcus can have, is, have yeah. Polina, we'll keep Kearney seriously you. you are gutted aren't you? absolutely gutted <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you know I, I thought to myself if Pelin is playing for Fulham against Man City on Saturday it may keep the score down if he's not playing oh dear yeah oh dear oh dear look he's he's a phenomenal player and he should be playing for a better side there's no two ways about that and I'm glad that it's because there was chat about West Ham and as much as we you know love West Ham and what they're doing Pelin like mm. Bayern are coming in for him Liverpool were in for him yeah. that is how good he is I can exclusively reveal that before we started recording Marcus was watching a compilation of Pelin's best <laughs> slide tackles for <laughs> Fulham like a divorced detective in an action movie yeah. <laughs> or as he calls it Friday yeah. <laughs> oh, just one more slide tackle yeah he, oh. He's been responsible for something like 25% of all Fulham slide tackles at the start of last season. I think all of the slide tackles in the Premier League. Yeah, that'd be oh, now you're talking. <laughs> in Europe. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's have a quick break. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. It's mad how quick it changed. Did they? Yeah. yeah. So, it, like for me to go in with, with with Duncan, with Stubbsy, obviously all of them who I've grew up watching, and yeah. to then go and play with them, and train with them every day, and mm. and play with them, and then so quickly, I remember thinking he's a crap. Welcome back to the football, everybody. Uh, Such a great uh, quote. Yeah. Bless him. Yeah. yeah. You think he's 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 going to say something so um. 
he's going to say how they were such a big influence. And yeah. He's going to say something really lovely and, yeah. and whatnot. And nah. Probably one of the only men in the country not to be frightened of Duncan Ferguson as yeah, well. Yeah, I'd say so. And rightly so, because Rooney would probably hold his own. It's yeah, a bit of a mismatch so. in terms of height, but I think Rooney would hold his own. I think he would. I think he would. That's right. Phil Bardsley's music. <laughs> <laughs> right, everybody. Let's talk about the England squad. Gareth Southgate has announced his squad for this month's Euros qualifier against Ukraine and that uh, anniversary friendly against Scotland. Jim Campbell, I put it to, put it to you that this is an excellent squad and Gareth's got it right it's again. It's not controversial in any way, shape or Jim, form, is it? Before, just give people a little glimpse behind the curtain as you just did with Marcus there. <laughs> Come on. I actually took the liberty of writing down what he actually said outside the studio. Oh, sod off. <laughs> uh, you mentioned about the controversy around this English squad. People are idiots, Jim. It's a fucking brilliant squad. <laughs> Is what you said. They're your exact words. So perhaps you'd like to comment further on. Well, that. I would just put it to the listeners: is is that really what I said? Is that believable? Answers <laughs> on a postcard. Um, so yes, I mean, let's. Um, let, 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 so, so Luke Shaw, Tyron Mings, and John Stones are out injured. So obviously, you need a bit of experience at the back. Uh, and whatnot, um, and that's why Harry Maguire's in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think also we're playing Scotland, aren't we? So is that perhaps a you know a very subtle sign of disrespect? I'm f- <laughs> I'm fed up myself of talking about uh-huh. Harry Maguire. England. He's had so many opportunities to, to move on from Harry Maguire. Yeah, and I understand the idea of consistency and the relationships in the dressing room are important, but I think Maguire at this point, you know, we know he's a player who needs to play mm-hmm. to to take the mistakes out of his game, and he's not playing. Yeah. It just it just seems. Well, I think I think the the, the reason he's not the reason he's in there is because of those injuries there I mean again I would sort of say to, to, to people well who else would you have instead well, it's, I mean, a, it's an opportunity to bring a young player through well fair, fair enough fancy I mean, player through well Levi Colwell's in there which I think people will be very happy about Lewis Dunk's in there um, because he's deserved it uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what he's done over the years Mark Gay of course um, is, is now sort of semi-regular in the squad mm. um, I'm pleased to see Fakara Tamori Still in there, yeah. In, in, the, yeah. In, in the squad to come back. So, yeah, I mean, as I say, there's there's key injuries. I'm quite sure that if um, if Stones and Mings were, were not injured, I don't think Maguire would have been in the squad. Yeah, and I, I think really the centre-back thing is, is I don't think that controversial. I know I've been pretty critical of Harry Maguire and that, that's, you know, we haven't got to do that again. Yeah. And when you make the point you make about Dunk and about Cole Will and the fact that there's injuries, it's kind of fair enough. Mm. Right? He's, he's going to do that because that's just what he's like. So what's annoyed you then well, about The controversy him? around it should be, in my view, mm-hmm. well, there's two things. One is that, um, and one is the midfield situation, which I'll come on to in a minute. The other thing is that um, not picking Jared Bowen, not picking James Ward-Prowse, when he's picked him before, and he's, you, no, but, I love no, the fact that you. But, but it's not my opinion. But it's not. That's not the point. My opinion on it is irrelevant. The point he's he's picked James Ward Prowse, but he's been in much worse form than he is at the moment. You're, I mean, your opinion is quite relevant. This is a football podcast. Mm, well, finally, someone agrees. <laughs> um, and and the key. So there's players that you can always kind of argue about. Raheem Sterling's been in great form as well. Uh, but when you say about an Sterling, interesting one in particular. Yeah, so it? Sterling's a bit unhappy that he's not included. Southgate knows what Sterling brings to the party. Okay, so you're saying about trying younger players. You're saying about Jared Bowen. So who do you drop for Jared Bowen then? Eberechi Eze? Yeah, maybe. 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 That would be the, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, James Madison, Marcus Rashford, Bakayo Saka. Who are you dropping? Yeah. Yeah, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. It's a strong squad. Um, yeah, I mean, but, but you can also, I mean, you don't have to look at it in that, in that much of a linear fashion. Right. You could also say, do they really need that amount of, of central midfield players? Mm. Some of whom aren't playing. Yeah, okay. you, can, you can take Calvin Phillips out for one of those. Well, this is the thing. Yeah, but, but, but Southgate made the point. He said, he said in that sort of pivot role, as people sometimes call it, you've got Declan Rice. Who else have you got? What other English player do you have? Now, some people suggest that James or Prowse could do it, but he doesn't play in that system. And Southgate's had a good look at him. Southgate even mentioned maybe Conor Gallagher could do it, but he said quickly, but that's clearly not his mm. best position. Who else do you have? Are you, are you... He said Calvin Phillips is the only other English player who is equipped to play in that position. We think, based on the last time we saw him, which is about 18 months ago. Yeah. I understand that point of view, but he, you know, he's hamstring. I mean, the I, suppose... big, the big, I think I actually come on to the second point. Okay. The big controversy for me is Jordan Henson being in the squad. Okay. And yeah. I, the reason I think that is because he's clearly playing at a standard, which is an absolute joke. Right, let's be clear about that. Let's get it right. Cristiano Ronaldo plays in that. The league, standard right? he's playing at is a joke. Mitrovic plays, uh, and it also sends absolutely the wrong message for England under Gareth Southgate to be picking players mm. currently playing in Saudi Arabia. This iteration of the England team has been built on inclusivity, modernity, acceptance. Southgate has restored the England team's popularity mm-hmm. by getting all these big calls right, these social calls, these things, that, how the England team represents mm-hmm. the country, how it represents our values, how it represents mm-hmm. 
the public, connecting it with the public after the nadir of what came before, which mm-hmm. we don't need to go into. What kind of message does it send to LGBT fans of England's mm-hmm. team to say, oh, it's one thing for Jordan Henderson to make a decision off his own back, despite the stuff he said in the past. Um, he's gonna he's gonna flip on it. He's gonna reverse on that, and he's gonna go and do his thing for himself. I think I think that's and maybe you can justify that. I, I don't to carry on picking Jordan Henderson for this England team based on what this England team represents and based on the standard football he's playing. At, oh, come on, it's Luke, a disgrace. That's, that's harsh. It's a disgrace. No, it's not a disgrace. That's so harsh on Henderson there. Why? Because Henderson himself does. You can say that Henderson's a disgrace for going to Sarah, and then he starts spouting. Oh well, in, it, this is what I've learned from my new coach. So it, that's just not okay. Let me let me, let me ask Henderson you. Henderson is representing England when he plays for England. He's not representing the Kingdom well, of Saudi. Let Arabia. me ask. Let well, me well, ask you a, a representative of that league in there now. What about the standard of football in Saudi Arabia? Do you think makes him qualified to play for England? Okay, well, that's a different point. Well, the, okay, the, well, social, the social stuff we can agree to disagree on. Okay, but this is about an England squad here. I just re- refer you to Southgate's comments him, himself. He said that we we've watched the games. We we're not sure about the quality of the league, so he's he's aware. Look, if we if we're questioning the quality of the league, the England manager will be more aware of that himself. I haven't watched any of Henderson. I've seen a few clips. He he, he talked about um, the, the, the quality, what Henderson will bring. Da 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 da. Do you then just completely uh, chop him from the squad? A player who's been very important for England, um, both on and off the pitch. Uh, in terms of, uh, what, what, I'm not talking about the, the social issues you, you, you've just mentioned there. I'm talking about in among the squad. He's brought him back in there um, on merit, really. And I think it would be quite no, harsh I, for him th- to I say, think... after a few games, just to go, right now, you're dead to me. No, I think you say, you know, you, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, by the way, I mean, presumably he's got some kind of good relationship with him. He's his vice captain. He's played for him for yeah, years. Of course. He calls him up and he says, if you go to Saudi Arabia, yeah. no hard feelings, up to you, you won't be eligible for this. Well, was. he's keeping an eye on the situation. And I think right now, it's too early to say. But it, I think that what, so. Suddenly, you're not entirely sure whether Saudi Arabia's got a good quality of standard. Well, of no, I think I think it depends on Henderson's performances, his fitness, and what he could bring. I guess it will also depend in Southgate's mind on whether you know, however many months in Saudi Arabia is is enough for your quality exactly. to drop significantly. And that, I, th- I think that's I, I think that's it. But I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think he's thirty-three years old. He's got about eighty yeah, caps. Yeah, yeah. I don't What's think the he, point? Yeah, well, I, I think it's a good time to move him on. There are players that need to be cycled out of the squad. He is one. Maguire's another. Fair this is an opportunity to do it, and I think it's a shame it's not been taken slightly yeah, um, okay, differently okay. from that as well. I wouldn't hugely kick back on if that. If we yeah. may go back to the defence. Yes, we may. It's very... No one's really sure what's happened with Ben White in England. Yeah. Um, but I think it's in everybody's interest to deal with it mm-hmm. and get him back into the fold. He's a fantastic defender, mm-hmm. very versatile, yeah. and it's, um, it's very strange that he doesn't seem to be under consideration. Yeah. I don't know whether that's I'd also know, I'd also say I'm sort of reluctant to sort of speculate on on what it is. Yeah, because we've heard conflicting yeah. reports we what have, it is. yeah. But I agree with what you're saying, Jim. I'd, I'd also and maybe you're going to come back to me and say who you're going to drop for him and so I understand that, but I do want to give him a mention because I think it's fair as part of the conversation. I yeah. think it's really unfair on Solly March not to get picked. Yeah. What what kind of message are we sending? Mm-hmm. Southgate, I know this is a number of years ago now, maybe he's changed his opinion, you know, who knows. But he kind of talks about being picking players on form. He kind of mm-hmm. talked about how, you know, players just got used to always being picked for England. You know, you hear Paul Scholes a bit before that saying, you know, I used to get picked for England even though I knew I was in bad form. You know, all this kind of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Solly March has been sensational for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. To not even give him, I'll tell you, a, a, a kind of anniversary friendly against Scotland, but an ideal time to say, you know, in you come, enjoy yourself. Here's what it's all about. We may need you coming. You know, who knows what's going to happen in six months to a year's time. We may need you. Yeah. And, and Southgate seemed to, I don't know if you remember this, Marcus, but a number of years ago, Southgate seemed to be pretty good at bringing players through who you might need to rely on in part in the future and yeah. give them a flavour of the setup and see what it's all about. Just feels to me there's quite a few players who seem to be overlooked, you know, and, and so it's a bit of a shame. Really. The only well, thing, I mean, you yourself have said in the past, Luke, that, an England call-up isn't a sort of like a player of the month award. And there are a few players getting, you know, getting first call-ups. Mm-hmm. Eddie Nketiah, uh, Levi Cole, where we've got to be kind of careful to maybe not do mm-hmm. too many at once. That might but be that, But March there, has but... been sensational for ages. Well, there's say, no way, what... there's no way Nketiah gets picked for that squad if he's not playing for Arsenal. The only, the only thing I'm not, but like, I mean, he is playing for Arsenal, he's playing well for Arsenal. Yeah, I, I think he's there on merit. And I think if you look at the forwards in that in that team, um, can you argue that Solly March is a better player than any of them, really? I, I don't know. I don't think you can. And I think with Solly March, I just think he's... he's... It's hard to get in an England squad it is hard to get in an England squad especially if you're a wide player right now because you can say well what if what if um, England were wanting to play wing backs well Luke Shaw and Ben Chilwell are one side Kyle Walker mm. Reese James 
you know, you could even have Trent Alexander-Arnold, who is listed as a midfielder, by the way, interestingly Trippier. enough, at Trippier as well. Unfortunately, England are stacked in the places where Solly Marsh would play. And Solly Marsh is playing for a particular club in a, in a particular system and he's doing brilliantly. And yes, I agree that, it, it, you know, if, if he finishes his career, and he's 29 as well, he's not 21. If he finishes his career without an England cap, you'd go, well, he's a little bit unlucky. But there are better players or... or more controversial um, uh, non-picks, if you like, that, that, that have suffered this uh, more so than, than, than Solly Marsh. So, yeah, I understand that, that but I, I wouldn't lose too much sleep over that one. Uh, I mean, again, it's these are the, the more bittier decisions. You know, England will not win or lose a tournament if Solly Marsh is there or not. The same with say, oh, but I'd have Ollie Watkins in there. Yeah, of yeah. course, Ollie Watkins is a good Another player. Unlucky one. Uh, yeah, maybe. But that's in... always a different conversation because Harry Kane. Like, basically, you've only, only ever picking players like that as a backup for Harry Kane. Yeah. And I think when, when you're playing, talking about being a wide attacking player, you're talking about perhaps different styles of interpret, interpreting that role for different mm-hmm. challenges. I think you can make much more of an argument for, for, you know, picking a certain type of wide player for the challenge that you face rather than no one's ever going to start ahead of Harry Kane as a striker. It's just yeah. not going to happen. Sure. But I think that uh, England have got so many options and varied options in those wide roles that, I think again, Solly March. It's it's a shame for him. I understand it. Brighton fans will be annoyed, but again, England will not win or lose a tournament because he's in the squad or not, or go far. That that would be my my opinion there. Uh, but you know, we we shall see how uh, the lads get on. Of course, in in due course against uh, Ukraine and then against Scotland. Right, chaps. Uh, on Sunday at four thirty, Arsenal face. Manchester United. Last season, of course, Manchester United beat Arsenal 3-1 at Old Trafford and then Arsenal won 3-2 at the Emirates. Mm. So Manchester United won on aggregate last season. <laughs> uh, uh, are you looking to, to, to see what Arsenal can do in the home leg this time? Yeah, I am, I am. I'm looking forward to it, actually. It's one of the strange things about this um, season so far that I wasn't really expecting, despite Arteta talking about how he wanted Arsenal to be a lot less predictable um, or perhaps more unpredictable, it's probably a better way of phrasing it, is that I myself have absolutely no idea uh, what sort of team he's going to put out or what sort of tactics that team will, will play. I mean, the, um, there's been a lot of controversy about, you know, Thomas Party at right back and various other tactical um, switches that haven't quite clicked into gear yet. I wonder if he'll persevere with that or if he'll change back to something more similar to what we saw last season. I would assume Zinchenko would start and that would probably be the case, but I just don't know. And so I, I, I don't know how to feel. I, part of me feels confident. Um, there's certainly an iteration uh, of, of this team that could <laughs> yeah. uh, could certainly hit the ground running and be really good. But there's also the slightly clunkier version mm. um, that I'd be a little bit wary of. Ideally, we won't concede a goal in the first minute again, but you never know. <laughs> I get the impression that Arteta is is doing a lot of the tinkering in a, in a way that, as you say, you know, Guardiola, one of his mentors, does, and it, you know, it can a few teething problems at the start and then suddenly it gets going and it's like, oh my goodness, that's what they've been working yeah. on, flipping heck, this fluid system. We don't know where they're going to go. They're hard to predict. And that's obviously what he's building towards. Early on um, in the season, as I say, teething problems, but against the Manchester United side who have got gaping gaps in their midfield. Yeah. Varane missing now as well. Yeah, my temptation, if I was Arteta, would be, right, let's let's go back to what we know because we can we can hurt this team. Whereas... If he doesn't, you've got two teams with gaps in the midfield. Yeah. And you think, well, who's going to exploit who? Well, I mean, the, the midfield actually is is a little bit congested, if anything, because you've got, you've got players mm. like inverting into it. So, it, it, I mean, maybe a gap in the midfield it w- will play into Arteta's current way of playing a bit more than the previous way. Yeah, true. Or as he's known these days, um, Kai Havertz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kai, it's a chance for him. Yeah, well, there's obviously question marks over him. Arsenal, some Arsenal fans not that happy with his contribution so far. Party playing at right back, as you said, Jim. Uh, they've obviously had Timber's been um, injured in his first game, and that's that's the end of that for a, for a long while, right? Mm-hmm, possibly the season. Yeah, that's such a shame. It, it is, is really, yeah, it really it's a real is. shame. And, and I think you know what he's staving off, I guess, is just the idea that um, they can't relax. They can't kind yeah. of just think, okay, this is this is us now. We're 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 the second or third, whatever, best team in the Premier League, and that's how it's going to be. Got other challenges this season as well with the Champions League, of course, too. So. Um, it's, it's quite interesting that he learned uh, whatever he learned under Pep Guardiola and now he seems to be content to do that himself. I think what Jim said a couple of weeks ago was quite interesting, the idea that he understands that Arsenal need to become a team that can overcome a variety of different challenges. Yeah. But I think with this kind of game, um, given the fact that it's at the Emirates and Arsenal are, you know, are, are a, obviously a good team, I've seen enough from Man United this season to know that they can definitely be got at, particularly oh, yeah. that midfield area, as you say. So um, you'd hope he'd go back to basics a little bit. I mean, Bukayo Saka's record against United is mm. sensational as well. Mm, so yeah. um, p- 
presumably he can have a little bit of a, a little bit of joy too. So um, yeah, but it's, it's it's a great Sunday afternoon treat. I Indeed. think we can all agree on Indeed that. It is. Um, and uh, that brings me nicely onto this. But before we get on to um, the football round, but Acker with Betfair, Betfair have been asking fans this week if it's ever acceptable to leave a game early. They conducted a poll with YouGov, which I found quite interesting. And the results were 45% of fans were not bothered that fans leave early. Strange. I reckon it's probably the ones that leave who said that. <laughs> um, 19% think it's a, it's a waste of money. And 6%, I like this, 6% of fans surveyed were disgusted by it. <laughs> <laughs> Listed themselves as being disgusted by it, uh, which I thought was funny. Um, anyway, listen, on to our Ramble Acker. With Betfair, you can build your football accumulators this season with their new 90-minute payout, where all winning selections will be paid out in 90 minutes on their match odds 90 markets. Um, regardless of what happens in added time, uh, this weekend you can get a completely free Acker on the football as well, so check that out. So today and every Friday on the preview show, each of us will choose our own weekend Premier League game and build an Acker of four match odds 90 bets. Now, Marcus, you, my friend, mm. are three out of three with your selection so yeah. far this season. Yeah. Um, we've not won anything because someone else has invariably let you down. Everyone. Um, but you've gone three out of three. So who have you gone for to keep up this um, keep up this amazing record? Crystal Palace to beat Wolverhampton Wanderers. Coward. How's that coward? <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough. Um, I, you you back in Roy the boy? Of course I am. Roy the owl? Yeah, absolutely. To swoop him for another win to make it four or four. Imagine if you go the whole season getting every single one right. That mm. would be amazing. That's what I uh, start off. That's how I, you know. Mean to go on. Mean to go on. Um, Andy's next up. He's not with us today, but he has given us the following. Hello, Ramblers. Andy here. Now, I've learnt my lesson after backing against Spurs the last couple of weeks. They look fantastic without Harry Kane. Uh, James Madison's pulling all the strings. I think they're going to go to Burnley and win this weekend. So Andy, as he's mentioned there, has got both of his selections wrong so far, but he's gone for a Spurs away win at Turf Moor. Jim, you've been given Arsenal versus Manchester United. I suspect I know which way you're going to go after what you said earlier, uh -huh. but why don't you confirm it for us? I am going to go for an Arsenal win. I'm going to go confident. I'm going to be there, so if it all blows up in my face, I will see it as it happens. Okay, Jim, thank you very much. At least you've got the uh, stones to be there in person to see how it <laughs> unfolds. Um, uh, by the way, on that, another part of that survey I talked about earlier, uh, Betfair found that it was actually Arsenal and Man United fans that were the most likely to leave a game early. They're the two sets of fans yeah. that are most likely to do it. Um, so you're, me, basically, you're basically saying that Man United fans will be looking for the exits early on Sunday, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Just trying to really kind of get you uh, in, in a war with them. Um, <laughs> right, Brentford v Bournemouth is my selection. Um, I've got one right, one wrong so far. I'm going to go for Brentford to win at home against Bournemouth. That's no surprise, I don't think. Um, so in summary... Um, we've got Crystal Palace to win against Wolves, Spurs to win at Burnley, Arsenal to beat Man United at home and Brentford to beat Bournemouth at home. A £10 bet with Betfair on that returns £87.96. And if we win, all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK. Plus, for every stoppage time goal in the Premier League this weekend, Betfair will donate £10 to Prostate Cancer UK as well. Remember, with Betfair this season, when you place a bet on their match odds 90 markets, your winning bet will be paid out in full at 90 minutes. Any bets that are winning at 90 minutes but are then undone by some stoppage time drama won't be affected. And that's the same for our Rambalaka every week. Exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook, T's and C's apply, 18 plus only. And for more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. Right, and now it's time for this. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. A what? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. Yes, it is time for Jack's Encyclopedia. Uh, if you've not heard it before, it is a simple game of categories. I'll give Luke and Marcus a category. All they have to do is give me an answer that fits into that category. If they're going too slow, I'll play Gary Neville's Goalgasm, and that will leave them seven seconds. So yeah. are we ready? Yeah, I'm ready. And I, I, a lot of people, listen, I'm just putting yeah. this out there. A lot of people are saying mm. that I'm starting to emerge as a bit of a dark horse in this yeah. game. Really? This season. Last season was very a joke. Fine disgrace. Yeah, a lot of very fine people on both sides yeah. are saying that I'm a bit of a dark horse. So you, you might think of it as a bit of a mismatch. Mm -hmm. Marcus, the super heavyweight against me. Yeah, but the, I've started... The bantamweight. I've, I've st the bantamweight. I, I, <laughs> I've started terribly this season. I feel like exactly. I'm... Last season, I, I you know, I got my title, and I'm not Leicester City now. Just yeah. like, yeah, whatever. It's early days. It's early days. It's early days. There's a long yeah. way to go. I just think I'm a little horse, Jim. I think you are a little horse. <laughs> Championship Leicester City, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. We're going to start with you, little horse. Oh, um, uh, what? Yeah, you, you're, 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 you've won one. This I can't. Season. I'm I not can't, sure it makes a difference. I can't improve my record if the fucking regime were against me. <laughs> I love your regime, Jim. Right. So um, the first 
category mm. is captains of Liverpool since Bob Paisley's departure in 1983. There are 13 Blimey. players. Flipping it. Marcus, you're up first. Um, Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson is correct. Uh, Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard is obviously also correct. Virgil van Dijk. Ooh. Is correct. Of this season. Yeah, yeah, as of this season. Um, okay, I'll have a punt here. Go on. Emlyn Hughes. <laughs> Emlyn Hughes. Emlyn Hughes is not there. Yeah, good before that. I think. <laughs> Lovely to yeah. hear his name. Yeah. What a, what a character, name. Emlyn yeah. Hughes. There's so many big players yeah. that Liverpool have had. You think, sure, oh, no. Well, I, I was thinking, the problem is, it's the, it's the year. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was, I was, Throws you. I was possibly going to go with... Um, with Jamie Carragher, but that's probably not true. Either. That also wasn't true. So you get, read the list because there's so, going to be big players. In there. Yeah, there are some. F- f- speaking of big players, big players. Graham Sooness. Big players. Graham Sooness yeah. is there. Shit. Would Bruce Crabbelar be in? There? Um, uh, Alan. He wasn't. Alan okay. Hansen was in there twice. Hansen, yeah, I'll, I'll Hansen, read the list. Yeah. So it's Alan Hansen, Graham Sooness, Ian Rush, yeah. Jamie yeah. Redknapp, John oh. Barnes also twice. Jordan Henderson, Mark mm. Wright, Paul Lint, Phil Neal, Robbie Fowler, mm. Ronnie Whelan twice. Sammy Hippier, Steven Gerrard, and of course Virgil Van Dyke. Yeah, good point to you. So Marcus. that is a point to you, Marcus. You don't think of strikers like Fowler and Rush being, you know, you wouldn't think of a striker being. Redknapp's a bit of a rogue. It's a surprise. Oh, no, Redknapp was a good one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. Uh, right. So moving on to round two, the last twenty winners of the PFA Player of the Year Award. Oh, Obviously, going to start with you, Luke. So that's the last twenty winners of the PFA Player of the Year Award. There are, of course, twenty. Yeah, okay. So um, I guess this is because someone's just been named it, and mm-hmm. that's Erling Haaland, so I'll start with him. Erling Haaland is, funnily enough, there. Mm. Mo Salah. Mo Salah, correct. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Of course. Kevin De Bruyne. He's correct. Yeah, don't want to doubt myself. Uh, Thierry Henry. Absolutely. It's a good game. It's a good game. It's a good game. Yeah. Um, I'll go for. Um, I need you to go for them. You are. Um, Press that button, fucking hell! It's Torres. Surely. Paul Scholes. Paul Scholes. Oh, you think afraid he would have not, been? mate? Oh. No, I'm afraid not. Okay, so I went first, right? You so did, so that's you your do. point. So, so we are we tied at one all. So I'll read you the full list. I was the guy. The other ones I had were Steven Gerrard. He's on there. And Ruvan Nistelrooy was in. Also right? on there, yeah. yeah. So you'd have been right there. So it was the full list is Cristiano Ronaldo, David Ginola, oh, Eden yeah. Hazard, Erling Haaland, Gareth Bale, Kevin De Bruyne, John Terry, Luis Suarez, Mo Salah, and Golo Conte, Riyad Mahrez, Robin Van Persie, Roy Keane, Rude Van Nistelrooy, Ryan Giggs, Steven Gerrard, Teddy Sheringham, Thierry Henry, Virgil van Dijk, and Wayne Rooney. <laughs> Man United midfield, Giggs. Skulls, yeah. Keane and Beckham. I remember Beckham didn't get it. I thought the other three had Skulls, it. Skulls mm. is surprising. Yeah. So, Marcus, you are up again. Here we go. Um, so, the, the final final round. Um, it's quite a tough one, actually, I have to say. Players Oli Gunnar Solskjaer signed for Manchester oh. United <laughs> as listed on Transfer Market, which is 14 players. Bloody wow. It's a tough wow. one. Wow. That is a really tough one. <sighs> I can't think of one. I'm quite sure he signed Bruno Fernandes. And you'd be correct. Oh, the only one I can think of, which is possibly true, is Jaden Sancho. Also correct. Oh, man. Um, Was there a little while? Yeah. Harry Maguire. Casemiro? Casemiro. Unfortunately not. <laughs> ah, it's annoying. Marcus gets his wind button. Marcus gets his wind button. There it is. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he came in just just to go fight the fire before. No, no. It was only January of this year, was it not? That Casemiro came. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Very much a ten. How quickly we forget. Yeah. Yeah. So the full list uh, was Aaron Wan-Bissaka, Alex Telles, uh, Ahmad Diallo, Bruno Fernandez, Cristiano Ronaldo, Dan James, Donny Van Der Beek. Edinson Cavani, Facundo Palestri, 
Harry Maguire, Jaden Sancho, Odin Agarlo, yeah. Rafael Varane, and Tom Heaton. There you go. Tommy Heaton. So, there we go. I, I, I didn't I, need him. No, I'd have felt better if you'd have beaten me with a Tom Heaton shout. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That would have been what the listeners deserved. But I beat you with Harry Maguire. You did, which is in its Very own way fitting. poetic. What a way to end the show, everybody. Um, yeah. Just like... Um, Sheffield United seeing uh, Everton coming over the hill. That's what I felt like. The points are on the board. And uh, <laughs> we're back in business, everybody. Yeah, here's open walls, smash Crystal Palace. <laughs> oh, hate charity now, dear. Don't have a go at charity. If I've got to choose between you and charity. <laughs> Am I not charity to you? Yes. There Some we are. Call it that. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show, sponsored by Betfair, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Join us for Ramble Reacts tomorrow lunchtime with Luke and Andy. It's going to be a belter. I've got to do this again tomorrow. Bloody hell, there's no rest for the wicked. Certainly not, and you mm. are wicked, mate. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at Football Rambled. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. The weekend is officially open. Get your keys out. There lads. we are. Yeah. Come on. Um, pit balls in your ears. And uh, <laughs> we're going to have a lovely old time. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you, Thank you Jim Campbell. Thank you, Thank you everybody. Yeah. See you soon. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.